1: Hello, and welcome back to Rebel Cells Clone Wars Special Edition for the Ryloth Trilogy, the episode Storm Over Ryloth, Innocence of Ryloth, and Liberty of Ryloth. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky.
0: Hey, what's up, Mike and Clone Wars and Star Wars fans? Good to be back. Uh, our penultimate episode. Our penultimate
1: of- episode of our Season 1 Clone Wars Special Edition. Uh, yeah. Hey-
0: Trilogy, man. Uh, I yeah. tell you what. Um, I know we're going to get into it in a second, but uh, yeah, I mean, a solid, solid trilogy. Um, yeah. And like I said, we'll get into it. I guess. I guess I'll wait because uh, there's a lot to talk about. We got three episodes to get through, Mike. Yeah, we but do have some news to talk about news, first. Hit the, news. We'll hit the news real quick. Let's do it.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, uh, you guys know, uh, hopefully, from listening to the last episode, our special report that the Clone Wars is back. Uh, and we'll be watching 12 new episodes of Clone Wars sometime in 2019 uh, on the new Disney streaming app, whatever they end up calling that. Uh, we've got a little bit of information about what arcs it's going to be, and there's some stuff to infer. Um, just a couple updates from what the conversation that we had on the last episode on our special report. Um, the The Siege of Mandalore is almost certainly in there. Um, the, uh, the Bad Batch arc appears to be in there as well, because the shot that's in the trailer is actually from the animatics that they released. Mm -hmm. So that looks like it'll, it'll be in there. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we at least know that it's, that it's going to be those two and Darth Maul is involved in the Siege of Mandalore story. So that's kind of got that, and then there was a the, an animatic um, of a, a, a I guess like a three or four episodes, I think it was four episodes of of an Utapau arc with Anakin and Obi-Wan <clears> that it sounds like that could be the other story that we're going to get. So more than likely we're getting three, four story arcs, uh, four episode arcs um, like we said, com- some coming sometime in 2019. Uh, And if it is, in fact, the Siege of Mandalore, that'll that'll sync up with episode three uh, and Order 66 and tell that story. So some of which is in um, the Ahsoka novel. So, uh, yeah, stuff to look forward to. Some cool, some cool stuff. Uh, You know, to all of our uh, new and or returning listeners, um, uh, we will definitely be covering the new episodes when they come out uh, between now and then, I think we'll probably get the full season of star Wars resistance season one. Um, yeah. So stay tuned for that. But uh, you can always go back, listen to all of the old episodes of uh, front lines, as well as uh, all of season one of our clone Wars special edition coverage as well. So, um, yeah, and and I, I've had a lot of fun doing this, and I know Matt has as well. So we're definitely going to continue with Clone Wars Special Edition into the future um, as a regular part of of Rebel Cells. Uh, so yeah, I mean, like I'm 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 really excited to to revisit season one. Sorry, sorry, season two and season three and uh, on and on. So, um, yeah. but but we I. I know for a fact we've gotten a lot of new listeners because our most recent episode, the the Clone Wars Saved episode, has probably about double the downloads of a mm-hmm. regular episode for us. So, uh, yeah, welcome to everybody new. Uh, tell a friend, share the podcast, and yeah. uh, let, the, let people know. And and email us. Email us and, and tweet at us and all that stuff. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, that's
0: what's funny is i i tweeted that out too because i go you know what there's got to be a ton of people going back yeah. now and i've seen it on twitter people are already starting to rewatch, yep and it's like hey if you guys are rewatching, uh you know there's not a ton of content out there for the clone wars i mean back in the day it was just it was just us and i think yeah, uh, I, I i can't there was a couple others that were doing it um so uh yeah go back and check out the yeah. uh, i mean it's 10 it's up to 10, 10, years old, but Hey, you know, it's, uh, it's still legit, first, oh.
1: the, the audio on that first season and maybe most of season two is pretty rough, but, uh, yeah. but, I don't know. It's probably worth, worth a listen. I uh, there's not really anything I can do about it. There I just had crummy microphones back then, but, yeah. uh, yeah, I, yeah, some might say still crummy microphones, but, uh, <laughs> uh I, I think getting there. Right. yeah. <laughs> Getting there. Um, yeah, so I uh, welcome to everybody new, uh, and uh, thanks to everybody who's stuck around with us since day one. Um, cool. Uh, some other news coming out of Comic Con: Master and Apprentice, a novel yeah. featuring Obi Wan Kenobi and Qui Gon Jinn, is set to come out, I think, sometime next year. And uh, it's a story that takes place sometime before the Phantom Menace, featuring mm-hmm. Obi Wan and Qui Gon. And uh, Jonah Marie from uh, the Wookie Gunner and uh, 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 Rebels Chat and and, and uh, Star Scavengers, all of the great podcasts that she does, uh, she tweeted uh, that could uh, could Satine possibly appear? Could this yeah. be the story that Obi Wan is referencing in those episodes? And uh now if that's not the story i'm gonna be super bummed (laughs) uh, because i want that story i want that story (laughs) real bad um so yeah uh, i'm really excited about that i i tweeted out when this announcement was made uh it took us almost 20 years to get this novel but uh but here it comes uh so i'm really excited i'm really really excited about Master Yeah, and I know. Apprentice.
0: I, anything with Obi Wan and and oh, geez, especially Qui Gon and yeah. the time for, and 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 when we got those episodes in the Clone Wars, with Satine and and you kind of piece together like, whoa, yeah. you know, this is Obi Wan. You know, all of us thought the the uh, epitome of a Jedi and the yeah. and the of the teachings, and then to find out some of the stuff, it, it's just like, whoa, what is going on there? What is the backstory to that? So, yeah, uh, I can't like you wait. Said, this is it man that'd be fantastic so i'm looking forward to that
1: um and then there's also a queen's shadow uh, a book called queen's shadow which is um featuring padme and uh, it kind of focuses on her in her transition from the queen of naboo to the senator of naboo and what that entails um so that's that's interesting and i'm I'm definitely intrigued by that and i'll wait to hear a little bit more before i jump into it um i did just pick up Thrawn alliances because uh, oh, okay. i'm very because that's that it's clone wars connected so mm-hmm. i feel that uh it, it i it kind of bridges the gap between clone wars and rebels right um right. by having Thrawn and anakin together during the clone wars and then again um after the uh after the rise of vader so um yeah i haven't started it yet but i'm really excited i got a couple other books that i got to finish first but i'm excited to check that out um but that's out that that's out this week so um oh, well, if I people are interested part. in Thrawn alliances they should go pick it up i picked that's up right. the audiobook that, of course
0: is that the one um that's the one with anakin on the cover right with with
1: it, uh, yeah the, the the comic-con exclusive right. version of okay. it has anakin and Thrawn on the cover. And it's Thrawn from Clone Wars era. Um, And it's Anakin from Clone Wars era. And it's a really cool cover because it's Anakin, but it's Hayden Christensen in the Season 1 Clone Wars outfit. Um, Mm -hmm. Which is always fun when they do those photorealistic versions. (laughs) It does look Uh, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then uh, last but not least, I can't go move on without talking about this. Uh, black the black series uh, action figures from Hasbro are finally adding Ezra and Chopper, which means that the only character that'll be left from the ghost crew is Zeb Zeb uh, right and yeah. I'm sure that we'll get him eventually, but I I, I think they're kind of leaving the most challenging one for last. It's, <laughs> it's gonna be hard for them to figure out those legs and everything but and balancing that figure but um but yeah Ezra and Chopper. Really excited! These figures look great. I have uh, yeah. the uh, the rest of the Ghost crew that they've released so far. Um, Satine, uh, sorry, uh, Sabine from season two, uh, Kanan from season one, Hera from season one, and Ahsoka from Star Wars Rebels. So I have all four of those so mm-hmm. far. Um, and uh, I don't they haven't done Rex, right? No, they haven't done Rex from Rebels yet in right. in Black Series. Um, but, uh, I hope they do. Yeah. That'd be a great figure this to one, get too. but
0: this is Rex, fig- uh, or Rex, this, um, Ezra figure is, uh, yeah. kind of like the, 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 younger version. He has the long hair.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's the season one version, season one right. slash two. Uh,
0: Got the lightsaber with the, uh, blaster. Yeah. Um, cool. So yeah, that's, yeah. The color scheme on it looks really good. It's hard to tell like the sculpt on the face. Um I mean it's fine. I I, it, I you know these sculpt things they're, they're they're getting better and better all the time. Um obviously it's not perfect, but uh it's it's good enough, you know. It's 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 pretty decent. And then the the chopper figure is just dead on. Obviously it's like I said the color scheme is just right on point point. this thing looks pretty uh pretty good. So um yeah, Black Series. You can not you know, those Black Series, man. Those are those are pretty darn good. I have a bunch of those uh starting in the beginning when they first started a few years ago. Um, I jumped on a, a lot of the six and stuff. So it's, I've been very happy with the Black Series. Yeah.
1: I've kind of, I've, I've kept it very limited with what Black Series figures I've gotten. I have, mm-hmm. uh, the Luke in X Wing gear as well as R2, because those were the first two Hasbro Star Wars figures that I ever bought, the, the mm-hmm. Power of the Force ones. So when those came out, I was like, okay, I'll get these two because it's kind of, it fits, right? Yeah. Um, and then I got, um, I've kind of gotten one from each of the the movies as they've come out. I guess. Yeah. Do I have one? Well, maybe I don't think I have one from the Force Awakens. Do I? Hmm. The Force Awakens ones were pretty terrible, if I recall. The sculpts on the faces were just horrible. But I have, I have, uh, K2SO. What other Black Series figures do I have? Maybe that's the only other one that I have, other than my Rebels guys. Oh, I have Captain Phasma, but it's the SH figure arts one. It's not. It's not Black oh. Series. Which SH figure arts? That's like a seventy dollar figure. It's a much yeah, more expensive that's, that's, figure. Yeah. yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got my eye on that uh, that new Ray figure from the Last Jedi. The new mm. Ray oh, yeah. uh, uh, six inch uh, Black Series one because the face on that one because they they're using a new technology right where they're doing like sort of this like laser scan yeah version yeah, so- <laughs> much much better sculpts on the faces um, Poe is still looking a little bit funky but uh, <laughs> but the Ray is like spot on it's a really really great face on that yeah, one so I'm better. I might pick it up but yes. I have not yet
0: there you go uh yeah i know this uh like i said those things are getting better like it seems like every time every new figure it's just like you said getting better and better with the face sculpting and the laser yeah. technology and all that's just it's yeah. really cool so good yeah stuff.
1: I, I i feel like hasbro with the quality of the figures has finally gotten back to where they were before mm-hmm. um not quite as good the, the articulation's not there i mean like When I think about um, episode three and and then even uh, with like wave two and three of the Clone Wars stuff um, with the super articulated troopers and those articulated uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan figures, they did some really, really nice stuff Mm -hmm. um, back in the day. And they 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 haven't quite matched that with the articulation, the posability yet. But um, the Black Series figures definitely get there but I'm talking about three and three quarter, even with the vintage stuff, I don't feel like they're quite there, but the mm. sculpts are really good. The, the, the sculpts are getting much better like that. The vintage black series Lando looks really, really nice. Oh. And I might pick up one of those if I can get my hands on it, but that's the other problem with Hasbro right now. Distribution is just terrible.
0: That's, what, that's what it is, right? Yeah. You
1: basically that's- can only get star Wars figures at, specialty shops and secondary market. That's it. I mean, you can't walk into a Toys R Us and buy a Star Wars figure from, uh, from solo. You, you can't do it. Like, like I, I, in Canada, I have not seen a single solo black series figure on the shelf at a Toys R Us, Walmart, any of the big box stores. Um, the only place that I've seen them is in specialty stores, comic shops and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. and at conventions and uh yeah it's 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 nuts it's nuts because people want to buy this stuff but it's just not out there
0: um yeah but, i think that's what i've seen is i haven't been i haven't been looking that yeah. much lately but as all i'm hearing is just there's nothing out there yeah. so if you find it grab it because uh i'm sure it's pretty i mean i don't know uh i hear a lot of you know peg warmers but the figures we're talking about yeah it's 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 Few and far between, so yeah. snag him if you got him. Um, there's
1: tons so, of Last Jedi pig yeah. warmers out there. I mean, like if yeah. you, I yeah. hate to say this, but if you want to roast Tico, um, there's a lot of those. Yeah. Have any if
0: problems, you want,
1: man. if you want General Hux from The Force Awakens, he's still on the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, General
0: Hux. yeah, yeah. General yeah. Hugs,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, I think that's it for the news. Let's All jump right. into our episode recaps. Let's do it. It's time for the Rebel Cells Clone Wars Special Edition Recap. Is it civilized? Uh, That depends on your definition of civilized.
0: I'm enjoying this far too much. All right, here we go with Storm Over Ryloth, directed by Brian Kaylen O'Connell, and right, uh, written by George Christick. Uh, it's a tough road that leads to the heights of greatness. So we're going to start off here. Ryloth, a Republic ally and home to the Twi'leks, is in desperate need of aid and supplies. High above the planet, a Trade Federation battleship flying Separatist colors is flanked by two Separatist frigates aboard Neimoidian Captain Martuk receives orders to guard the planet against Republic forces. The Republic flagship Resolute arrives at Ryloth out of hyperspace along with two other warships, the Defender and Redeemer. At Admiral Yalaran's orders, the, crew prepare, uh, the crews prepare for battle. Mike, go ahead and uh, we'll do like we've been doing. and Yeah, and yeah. Get a, yeah go ahead. Uh,
1: in the Resolute's hangar, Ahsoka readies her Jedi starfighter and astromech droid R7A7. This is young Tano's first time commanding a squadron. Anakin stops by to give her some words of encouragement. Ahsoka's arrow- arrowhead-shaped fighter leads the way, followed by Blue Squadron, made up of ten V-19 Torrent Interceptors. ooh uh, <laughs> Man, they're so beautiful. Uh, she s- uh, splits her group and charges towards the Separatist Armada with five fighters accompanying, cutting a destructive swath, through a screen of droid vulture fighters. Man, those V nineteens in action. And we this is it. Like I think this is the last time that we it, maybe not the last time we see them, but this is mm-hmm. the last time that they're featured in the series. And man, what an opening this is yeah. with yeah. Oh, these, these yeah. starfighter battles. Um yeah. and uh we'll get into it in a second, but there's some reflections here. There's some uh there's some oh. rhyming schemes. Yeah, I saw your
0: Twitter. I saw your Twitter post and I was like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah. So we start off, like you said, Mike, um, this and this trilogy really plays out pretty well because you got this beginning a storm, which is this air battle. And then we in the middle, we'll go to the land and then uh, it kind of ends up on the in the capital. But but for this beginning here, um, you know, Wat Tambor. He's taken over Ryloth um, again. More occupations throughout this first season by the Separatists. They're going after these planets, um, and there's and this one is even bigger because they got a. First of all, they got a blockade around it, um, and it's up. It's going to be up to Anakin and Ahsoka to kind of make the way for Obi Wan mm-hmm. to, to his ground assault. Um, but this is like a full on, full on defensive against uh, the Separatists. I mean, probably the, I, I must. It's the biggest one so far, I believe, in yeah. this short series. Um, Admiral Yularen is there. Uh, it's a, Ahsoka's first time; she gets to lead a squadron. So, um, you know, this is big. This is kind of a big time stuff. And in Shadow of Malevolence, um, Ahsoka was disappointed that she didn't get to fly, you know, the Y-wings. But boom, here we are. You know, it's we're at this point now where she she's got to like lead. It's it's almost it's crazy to think such a relatively new Padawan is. You know, here you go. You know, you got yeah. your thing. And this is where we are at this point in the war. So uh, a lot of stuff going on, a big, big opening for um uh for Storm over lot there. And Martuk, I'll just say this real quick and we'll continue here. He calls out Skywalker by yeah. name. So it's like, you know, Skywalker's legend, uh it's starting to grow, and and, and, they're, and they know this name now, so it's kind of cool. Uh, speaking of Martuki brings a surprise to the fight, though. An additional four Separatist frigates emerge from hyperspace to join the battle, quickly overwhelming Ahsoka's squadron. Yularin orders Ahsoka to return the flagship, but she stubbornly refuses, determined to make a run on the battleship. Anakin also tries to order Ahsoka to turn back. Outnumbered, and losing fighters fast, Ahsoka finally obeys Anakin's call to pull back. Before Ahsoka's squadron can return to the Resolute to help protect it, the warship's bridge is slammed by a Vulture droid that slips past the screen of anti-fighter uh, fire. Anakin and Ulan die for cover, but a- the admiral's wounded in the blast. Anakin orders a retreat. So it says here, like we, you know, here's Ahsoka. She wants, and, and, and you can't. This is this is where where it's going to go. She gets her first. Time to do this, and she wants to mm. succeed. She's been trained by Anakin. She she kind of has his mannerisms, and she just has this hard time pulling back. And she hasn't learned that yet. And, you know, sometimes it's it's better just to fall back and fight again another day. She doesn't want to do that. And um, even you know, Lawrence says, "Did you train her not to follow orders?" Uh, so I thought that was kind of a funny line coming from him. But yeah, uh, you know, this is kind of what we expect for Basoka, right? She's Anakin's Padawan. <laughs> Mike and uh, yep. you know, she's, she's ready to go. Right.
1: Yeah. I, uh, and, and the, the, the cockiness, the brashness, I, uh, it, it, it doesn't work out so well for her and it's very reminiscent of a story. Some, uh, you know, uh, uh, let's see, uh, 50, 60 years later I <laughs> uh, with Poe Dameron It this episode mirrors the last Jedi in yeah, a really. remarkable way, yeah. remarkable to the point where I don't think that this is a coincidence. Uh, yeah. That not only is, is a given command and I uh, sort of botches that command by not following orders and ends up causing um, quite a bit of destruction. I mean, one of the, the, we'll, we'll read in a second. Uh, one of the, the cruisers is destroyed, just straight-up destroyed. One of them is very badly damaged, and the bridge on one of them is completely wiped out. So, and in the process, Admiral Yalaren is is pretty badly injured. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's pretty remarkable how much this mirrors The Last Jedi. Um, and sort of the themes and the ideas of, yeah. of what happens in that with Poe Dameron so um, man all the more reason to love this episode and this trilogy as well as The Last Jedi because everybody is super excited about the Clone Wars coming back and I really hope that in all those rewatches a lot of people who've been hating on The Last Jedi that they see this and go oh was the Last Jedi taking a cue from the Clone Wars? Was because it's <laughs> yeah. like because so often in the Clone Wars we've got stories and plot points and moments and scenes and shots that are reflections of things from the prequels or the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. But then with these sequels, we're going okay. Well, we're we're drawing these very clear correlations, these very clear direct and like uh, reflections from. The original trilogy from the prequels, but nobody's really thinking about Clone Wars or even Star Wars Rebels mm-hmm. uh, and where those might actually be influencing the larger story. And then here we have this story that I have to imagine it's like if it's a coincidence, it's one hell of a coincidence. And I just I don't see that with the the communication lines being as open as they are between, uh, I, who, the 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 writers and directors of these sequels, um, and the and the standalones, as well as you know like like guys like Pablo Hidalgo and Leland Chi, when, Ryan Johnson is writing the Last Jedi and gets to this plot point, I uh, I can't I can't imagine that Pablo. Or Dave Filoni himself isn't like you know we did that. You, you <laughs> might want to watch these episodes. And the yeah. thing is, is that like Ryan Johnson is a Clone Wars fan. I uh, you you can tell. There's a, there's a couple of moments in in the Last Jedi where there are some things there. Um, and they, like, this is the thing is that these guys that make the Star Wars movies right now, like, they are Star Wars fans. And that means that they're, like, like even more than JJ, both Ryan Johnson and, um, and John Kasdan are, like, they are us. There's no difference between you and I and them, except for the fact that they are uh, uh, well accomplished directors and actually get to, and writers and get to, get to, influence this stuff a little bit more than we do right but Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit more a lot more at at all we don't i don't think we influence star wars uh but uh, i i i hope that we do but (laughs) i i Yeah. yeah i like they they are just as big a fan of all of this extra stuff all of the the animated stuff in the books and the comics as we are and, uh, and, and this is such a great revelation for me because the next time I hear somebody ripping on The Last Jedi, I'm going to be like, what do you think of The Clone Wars? And then be like, you know that there are two beats in The Last Jedi that come straight out of an episode of The Clone Wars. In fact, probably the most celebrated episodes of Season 1. I, I, and for good reason. I mean, like this is like you were mentioning it before. This is really the first full campaign that we get to see in, in right. Clone Wars. It's not a battle. It's not the aftermath of a fight. Uh, it's not an individual storyline about a specific character. Or them you know, uh, reacting to a separatist uh, onslaught or super weapon. This one is the Republic. And they have a plan. And there are three tiers to this. Uh, this campaign, one with Anakin and Ahsoka, one with Obi-Wan yeah. and his his crew and then one with Mace Windu and Champs and Dula um, and so this is the first time that we get to see that in full effect and as we go throughout the Clone Wars we're going to get a lot more of that stuff, we're going to get the Geonosis arc and we're going to get um, uh, oh, uh, the Umbara arc and we, we get a lot of stuff that that really goes into specific campaigns and and you know like an actual actual war stories right and uh, but this is the first one to do it and and it does it so well with these three aspects of the battle um, and it it creates such a great feeling of Star Wars but it's almost it's like um, it's like when you go to a fancy restaurant and they have the deconstructed whatever on Uh there like is it this is a deconstructed hamburger and it's like everything's kind of in separate pieces (laughs) this trilogy is a deconstructed star wars climax right so like this is the end of return of the jedi split into three episodes so you've got the first episode is the space battle the second episode is the ground assault and the third episode is the character focused one, mm-hmm. right? I don't think there's a lot of character focus in the Ground Assault episode as well, but, but I'm just thinking like the sort of personal story of, mm-hmm. of Mace Windu and Cham Syndulla. Um, and it, it does such a great job of that. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself a little bit. We'll yeah. jump, back into, <laughs> jump yeah. back into this specific episode. The Redeemer destroyed. The remaining Republic cruisers limp away from Ryloth. Ahsoka races back to the Resolute's hangar. Only two of her squadron's original ten fighters remain. This might be why we don't see very many V-19s. Uh, the cool. Resolute and Defender jump to lightspeed. Inside the Resolute's hangar, Anakin reprimands Ahsoka for her failure at following orders. She sits dejectedly, taking responsibility for the failure. Anakin tries to console her that it was a trap. So this is the difference between the Poe Dameron story and the Ahsoka story. Poe right. sticks to his guns. And you know what? I, this is the thing. I defend Poe because ultimately he did make the right call. Had they jumped when Leia ordered it, uh, they would have come out of hyperspace. A few minutes later, the the First Order would have caught up to them yeah. with the dreadnought, and yeah. that dreadnought would have been primed and it would have fired on the radis, and yeah. everybody would have been dead. That would have been the end of it
0: because no they already had to track. They already knew how to track them. Exactly. So yeah. It would so, have made a difference, yeah.
1: Poe may have disobeyed orders, okay? He may have cost a lot of lives in that assault. But when he says we're only going to get one shot at this, and then I feel he sort of trusts his gut that they have to see this through, um, I think that he made the right call. With Ahsoka, mm-hmm. it's very different. I think that Ahsoka didn't listen to. And th- there's a very big difference between uh, a 30 year old, 30 something year old man uh, mm-hmm. who's been commanding for a long time and Ahsoka Tano yeah. and her mm-hmm. first command. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Th- there's a very big difference there. But there's also a lot of similarities in, the, in, in what they choose to do, but how they handle it um, and maybe the motivations of why they do it are are different. So, I don't know. I I I maintain that although Poe was disobeying a direct order, I think that Leia was Leia was reacting out of um out of grief. I personally think and and I think that the book kind of goes into this a little bit. Um the the novelization of The Last Jedi. Um but this is definitely my reading of that. Han died within a day. Like, like we're not, not a lot of time has passed. Um, Mm. they've had time to evacuate. That's it. Right. Um, and so she's still grieving for Han's death. And here's Poe who she keeps around for some weird reason. Uh, despite the fact that he's cocky, he's disobedient, doesn't follow orders. Thinks (laughs) Uh, <laughs> thinks <laughs> with his cockpit, <laughs> all sorts of things. Yeah. <laughs> um, and man, how similar is Poe Dameron to Han in Solo, and mm-hmm. to the really like to the core of Han Solo's character, right? So I honestly think that that she's reacting to that, and she kind of—I don't want to say she overreacts because he does disobey. And I—I I fully believe that had Kylo Ren not launched the subsequent attack that they would have had that spat she would have demoted him he would have walked away thought about it come back to her and said you're right and she would have been like no well yes i am right but you were also (laughs) right we were only gonna get one chance at that dreadnought i just wish that it hadn't cost us what it cost us and then they would have had a whole." Uh, uh, mother-son conversation. I, I, mother and adopted son conversation about their feelings and about Han and about all of that. But they don't get the opportunity to do that because Kylo Ren and the First Order show up and uh, make pretty short work of the Raddus' control bridge. So, you know, anyways, I'm getting off on a real big tangent into, into <laughs> The Last Jedi. But I... Well, it's-
0: you're trying to, you know, you're explaining the, uh, you know, kind of the similarities there. And, and I totally yeah. got I mean, at first I didn't get it. But when you tweeted it, I'm like, yeah, like, I, yeah, now I see it, you know. And, and, and like you said, this is a little different, um, obviously, and Ahsoka does.
1: Ahsoka takes it to heart immediately. And yeah, yeah. even to the degree that as Anakin is sort of given her what for, he sees her reaction and he starts to pull back a bit and then he starts going, well, look, okay, you made a mistake, but it was a trap. You couldn't have none. none of the intelligence, uh, indicated that this was going to happen, right? Like you had a plan, you carried out the plan, but you need to be better at listening to those around you that are wiser. And, and, uh, uh, you know, falling back when we give the heads up to fall back. And then her, her response of like, well, you're not very good at following orders, hey, <laughs> you know, like you've done the same sort of thing to which like Anakin's reply, and This is, I think what makes Anakin such a great teacher, better teacher than Luke is that he's learned from his own mistakes. And he goes, that's exactly why I'm the guy to tell you that what you did was wrong. Cause I've mm-hmm. been where you've been. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I've been where you are right now. I've walked in your shoes. I know what you're feeling. I know what you're going through. Listen to me. Learn this lesson once. Don't do it again because like your your men are counting on you. Right. Like like, you know, you're a commander. There's a responsibility there. Um, She's kind of shuts down a little bit in this episode, but but she'll she comes back. She she gets it figured out.
0: Yeah, I wrote the same thing down. I just wrote that, you know, like you said, you just said that she kind of calls him out for the same thing, and he's like, yeah, we'll slow down. So, yeah, definitely noticed that as well. Uh, In the Resolute's medical bay, Ahsoka sits with an unconscious Admiral Yularen. Ahsoka apologizes for her failure and is called away by Captain Rex, who tells her Skywalker is looking for her. In the hangar bay, Anakin tells Ahsoka they must proceed with their attack against the blockade. Ahsoka, now shaken, doesn't believe it's possible. Anakin has an idea. If they can't smash through the blockade, what if he alone pilots the Defender into the lead battleship, taking out the enemy commander? Anakin will transfer to the Defender with R2-D2 and leave Ahsoka in charge of the Resolute. So I thought it was kind of a cool little moment there. Um, you know, she's she sees uh, Yularen. He's knocked out. He's unconscious. She kind of apologizes to him. And then he turns out he was kind of awake the whole time. He's just kind of, you can see his eyes open and um, I don't, I don't know why they kind of don't follow up on what, what that was about. Maybe he's just like, I'm not sure why they did that, but I noticed it. So I kind of wrote it down as a note. But another thing I noticed, too, in between these is um, Martuk. He calls Anakin an unconventional Jedi after reading his record. So he knows that, that Anakin's going to come back just from from this, the, the amount of intelligence that they have gained on him. So I thought that was yeah. a Uh, a good thing
1: to Go ahead, Michael, we'll continue. Yeah, uh, the still-smoldering Defender emerges from hyperspace over Ryloth. Anakin Skywalker hails Captain Martook. He offers to surrender himself and the crew of his vessel in exchange for safe passage of food and medical supplies to the people of Ryloth. On the Resolute, Ahsoka details the battle plan. She intends to tilt the Resolute's superstructure away from the frigates, using it as a screen to launch fighters that would then outflank the remaining separatist ships the navigation officer is doubtful but osoka stands her ground these are her orders and anakin is counting on her admiral Yolarin returns to the bridge and backs her up so i think that this is kind of the payoff to that moment i think i think when when Yularen's on the the table and and Osoka's uh, talking to him i think they yeah he's he's awake for the whole thing but he I think he just kind of gives her a moment. I think like he kind of wakes up as she's talking and, yeah. uh, and realizes like, Oh, she's working something out. And, you know, he kind of just lets her, cause Yalaren's a good teacher too. Um, and, oh, sure. uh, yeah. So I think, I think that he kind of gives her that opportunity to, to get, get it off of her chest. Um, and then knowing where her headspace is at, he, he backs her up in this mm-hmm. moment. So, yeah, I, I, I liked that. I liked the way that they kind of, you I know, implied that without actually saying it. And then mm-hmm. when he comes in and backs her up, it's, that's a good
0: moment to me. Oh, so. definitely. Yeah. And, and the strategy she comes up with, um, is angling, yeah, you know, like angling the resolute. So it's bottom is facing, uh, at the ships. It's a yeah. separate to protect the bridge. And apparently, and I had to look this up, um, it's called the Marg or Marge or Marg Sable Maneuver. It's from Legends, uh, famously used by uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn uh, in in, um, in the Thrawn series. Uh, so oh, interesting. that's Legends. That's Legends. But it, there's actually a name for this maneuver. And um, obviously this thing works uh, to a T. Uh, the Resolute emerges from hyperspace and Anakin guns the engines of the Defender. Captain Martuk orders all cannons to fire on the incoming ship. Anakin leaves the bridge with R2-D2 and boards an escape pod, launching free of the doomed cruiser. The defender pierces the center uh, center sphere of the battleship. Anakin watches the enormous explosion engulf both vessels from the safety of his escape pod. The Resolute slides into position, angling its hull so its belly faces the enemy. Its dorsal hangar doors open, launching a fountain of Waiwi bombers led by Ahsoka Tano. They attack, uh, they attack the remaining Separatist frigates, breaking the blockade over Ryloff. Uh, go ahead and finish it up, Mike.
1: Yeah. Uh, three Republic troop transports emerge from hyperspace. Obi-Wan Kenobi and Mace Windu have arrived to land on the planet's surface. Meanwhile, Ahsoka orders Rex to dispatch an attack an attack su- shuttle to pick up Anakin's escape pod. So, uh, yeah, they managed to do it, and I love it. Obi-Wan's I, I, entrance, and he's like, uh, great job. Padawan Tano, you you did it. Uh, uh, one question: Why is Anakin in an escape pod? <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, it's too good. It's too good. It's such a
0: great yeah. one
1: moment at the end of the episode there.
0: Definitely. Uh, and, and at the end here, Mar took his last scene. He's uh, fleeing the the bridge of the command ship. So. Yeah. Assuming he's going into an escape pod um, and he's, he's bugging out. But, uh, yeah, so the first part, Mike, the first part of this liberation is complete. They yep. have destroyed the blockade. And now we run into Innocence of Ryloth, directed by Justin Ridge, uh, written by Randy Stradley, Henry Gilroy, and Scott Murphy. So, um, Kenobi, he orders, uh, has his orders. He is to lead his troops aboard Republic gunships and take the city of Nabat as a landing zone. The trio of Republic transports makes Planet Fall over Ryloth. Aboard their lead gunship, Kenobi and Clone commander Cody brief their troopers. They are to take Nabat intact and to minimize damage. Blasters and droid proppers only, no heavy weapons. On the world's surface, the battle droids have erected a command center in the city of Nabat. Commander TX 20, a tactical droid, reports to Wat Tambor that his proton anti aircraft cannons are ready, protected from enemy. Uh, reprisal strikes by a living shield of captive Twi'leks shackled in the city's central courtyard. yard. So Anakin and Ahsoka Mike, they did their job. It's up to Obi-Wan uh, and Clane, K- and Cody and the rest of them to kind of do their job. The Separatists have a plan to use the prisoners' uh, village's living shields. We just heard that. And uh, the tactical droid commanding the gun uh, emplacement is holding a, the townspeople prisoner in the square where the guns are located so the republic forces can't bombard from orbit and that's why you get obi-wan and what he's saying here is, hey, listen he reminds the clones we we have to do this minimal impact on their home and and we can't use you know conventional stuff we have to kind of we kind of do like he says you know droid poppers only no heavy weapons so that's uh that's what's going on at the beginning here uh, any any thoughts you want to continue
1: no, yeah, I'll continue. I'll continue to this. This is, this is a pretty classic episode, very well-known, well-regarded episode, um, but uh, we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, the gunships land in the jungles outside Nabat, and Cody's troops disembark. Kenobi leads clones Waxer and boil, close to the enemy bunker, using the force to help the troops lob their grenades across a large distance. The droid poppers land inside the bunker and immobilize the droids in a flash of ion discharge. Kenobi and his troops press forward. Splitting up, Waxer and Boyle creep through the empty Nabot neighborhoods. They hear a spill of gravel that puts them on alert. Meanwhile, Cody and Wooly find the assembled droid forces in the courtyard. Spotting the anti-aircraft battery and Twi'lek hostages that protect the emplacement, the presence of hostages at the guns complicates things, but Kenobi feels confident he can succeed in his mission. Um... There's a lot of droids in this episode, and they say "Roger, Roger" quite a bit, actually, in in, in these this episode as well as the next one. And I was watching this with Kara, and oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> every time they'd say "Roger, Roger," she'd turn to me and go "Roger, Roger," and I was like You're <laughs> cheering for the wrong guys. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I need to. I, we haven't watched a lot of. She watched a bit of Freemaker Adventures last year but uh, I need to sit down and watch more of it with her. Cause I think she'd really like it. She, I think she'd like Roger. She seems yeah. to be, have it, She's got a thing for droids. She really likes droids. So, mm-hmm. um, right. yeah. It, and she was cheering for the droids throughout the episode. And I was like, we, we don't cheer for the droids in this one. <laughs> the
0: cheering for the wrong side. Yeah. Come on. Uh, yeah. Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan. Used, Obi-Wan, uh, yeah. He's using the force to, uh, help wax or boil through yeah. thermal, like that. Um, and again, uh, General Kenobi is known for his deceptive maneuver. So they also have files on on him as well and and what his MO is uh, during battle. So uh, meanwhile, uh, Waxer and Boyle follow the strange sounds to an alleyway where they find a five-year-old Twilight girl, Numa, uh, cowering behind some crates. She is wary of the clones as well as uh, a recon droid that uh, flies by. When Boyle extends his hand to her, Numa chomps down on his finger. Waxer realizing, uh, realizes their imposing armor is probably making uh, Numa mistake the clones for droids. He and Boyle remove their helmets. Numa calms down, seeing the living faces underneath. She calls them both Nera. As the clones move out, Waxer tries to get Numa to follow, but she stays put. Reluctantly, he leaves behind. He leaves her behind, and he and Boyle continue their recon. So we get the uh, introduction. Of uh, Numa and uh, Wax and Boyle come across her and they try to defend her. Uh, I think Waxer more than Boyle, um, or maybe it's the way around Waxer's yeah. shade head. I, I can't remember one of which
1: one's which, you know but. what I
0: mean? Yeah, one of them is, um, I believe it's Waxer that kind of takes a a um, yeah, you know, a liking to her. And Boyle's just like, ah, oh, you know, we got to do our job, but uh, this is the start of this. You know what, they and and this reminded me of um, she reminded me of Wicked that. Yeah. Uh, just this this person that they're on this planet, and she kind of comes out of nowhere, and, and they don't necessarily speak the same language, and she starts following them around, and yeah. it's kind of one of those things. So definitely uh, kind of reminds me of Wicked there a little bit. So, uh, Go ahead, Mike. You want to continue?
1: Uh, so where are we? At N- Numa Shadows? Yeah. Numa yeah. Shadows Waxer, and boil as they continue their way through the village. She somehow gets ahead of them and leads the clones to a shattered structure that was once her home. Among the rubble inside, Waxer finds Numa's Tuka doll and gives it to the girl. Numa begins to cry, and the clones try to comfort her. A terrified Numa warns of the approaching Gutkers, ferocious creatures unleashed by the Separatists. Spotting two of the hideous beasts turning a bend, Waxer and Boyle hole up in the ruins of the house, blasting away at the creatures. Numa offers an escape route, a cellar door that leads to underground tunnels. The clones dash away from the ravenous creatures.
0: Uh, elsewhere in about, the creatures charge through the clone ranks, unfazed by their weapons. Kenobi reaches out with a force and lures the simple-minded creatures into a narrow crevice capped by a stone bridge, which the clones blast as they pass through. The animals are trapped. A hatch in the street near, uh, near Kenobi opens up and Waxer and Boyle emerge along with Numa. Kenobi speaks to her, able to converse in Twi'lek. Numa can lead the clones through the tunnels, to the prisoners so we get um uh, obi-wan he provides our first i believe on screen demonstration of you know kind of the force power able to control animals which you've seen ezra do uh, a few mm-hmm. times um which he uses on these gut curves um but as far as i and he lures lures them into that trap so as far as i know that's the first time we've seen uh anybody use that kind of kind of force power so again cool new force powers that we get to see so yeah. um uh, uh when go when going
1: yeah sure uh okay. kenobi splits his forces sending cody and some of his troopers to act as a diversion kenobi waxer and boyle take to the catacombs under the city the three surface in the courtyard where they find the cannon emplacements and, and prisoners cody's forces attack the droid forces with while kenobi cuts the prisoners bonds with his lightsaber the prisoners freed obi-wan redirects his attention destroying the five cannon emplacements with the help of Waxer and Boyle, Kenobi successfully takes out four of the cannons. Just then, Kenobi's cannon is hit by a blast from Commander TX 20s tank, tossing Waxer and Boyle to the ground. Numa sees this and runs out to help her clone friends.
0: So now, now as I go from that, and then a few, you know, a few more minutes later, I'm like, man, now she reminds me of Newt from Aliens. Yeah, uh, it's like her climbing around; she knows all the tunnels, and she knows how to stay away from. Uh, the gut curves and all that and so definitely different vibes from this uh, particular episode here we'll finish it out impressed by the little girl's bravery the other Twi'leks begin to rally as TX-20 targets Kenobi with his tank turret the droid is suddenly overrun by Twi'leks the mob tears the droid apart with the artillery destroyed the Republic transport uh, land in Nabat Waxer and Boyle say farewell to Numa who gives them a, pan- a parting hug she calls out one last time to them Nira Obi-Wan translates for the benefit of the clones. Nera means brother. So definitely um, kind of one of those, you know, it's it, it's the middle trilogy. It kind of, like you said, it, we get some good character development and in this, in this cool story about this little girl and and, Waxer and Boyle kind of uh, showing their kind of, you know, they're not clones. They're not just uh, there to fight. You know, they do have, they can mm-hmm. show feelings and they can show kind of empathy for somebody and sympathy. And like I said earlier, you know, Waxer really wants to help this this girl, so I, I kind of like that 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 vibe that they got from this episode, and yeah. and of course, and with Nira means brother, so now uh, they've gained like friends for life. So it's um uh, really pretty neat episode with with Obi Wan kind of leading this charge here, Mike. Um, so we finish it up here. Uh, oh, sorry, any any comments with that before we hit on? No, no, I just think I this it's such a great
1: episode. It's it's really well done. Um, the story of Numa is mm. is a really um, interesting one, and I think has a lot of um, a lot of contemporary sort of uh, 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 analogous elements to it um, mm. with with a lot of the conflicts that happen today. So, yeah, uh, in in our world. And I think that that's one of the interesting things about the Clone Wars is that Star Wars is often on this grand epic scale. Um, but it's ultimately about personal stories, but the personal stories that we focus on are so often the, these heroes, right? Mm -hmm. And so we don't really see the conflict and its effect on the individual person. Um, and this episode is one of the ones that really gets into it. And the moment when they're in her home, um, and it's all bombed out and the roof is collapsed and all of this stuff. And, and uh, I uh, they give her the, the Tuca doll and she starts. Crying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I, you can't help but think of some of the stuff that's going on right now with with uh, like Syria and and the refugees there and what's going on in in that part of the world like syria uh in 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 the middle east like in uh and and uh you know like northern africa and stuff like that with with some of those countries like iran and iraq afghanistan um it's 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 very similar and one of the things that you have to look at and go like like sort of you know What's the cost of this war? We had an episode earlier this season with uh, Defenders of Peace that really focused on the idea that as long as you fight the war, you can't really call yourself a peacekeeper. And the Jedi refer to mm-hmm. themselves as peacekeepers. But this conflict... And we're going to talk about this a lot in the, in, in this next episode in, in uh, Liberty on, uh, on Ryloth. Um, this conflict is causing anguish on both sides and the Republic is not necessarily innocent in Mm -hmm. all of this. They are engaging in conflict and they're putting innocent lives in danger as well. And I just think that that's a really interesting parallel to be drawing. I think it's a really interesting, um, analogy to be creating within this space opera setting. Mm um it makes it very accessible and i hope that it gets some people thinking about you know i uh, conflicts in the real world and how we look at them um mm-hmm. Uh, yeah it's i i I think it's i I think that it's a really important episode for the series um and i think that they just they do it so well um and they still manage to maintain the the humor and the action and all of the stuff that we want from star wars but package in this really great message and this really great great story um within there
0: so that's it yeah Definitely. No, definitely. Like you said, it really it really um, it comes to a point here with liberty on Ryloth. Uh, and we'll continue with that. Directed by Rob Coleman, written by Henry Gilroy. Compromise is a virtue to be ca- uh, cultivated, not a weakness to be despised. So uh, we start off here. Republic ATT walkers led by Mace Window make their way to Ryloth's capital city of Lesu along the, t- uh, the lip of the Plummeting Canyon. On the other side of the chasm, separatist AAT tanks lob cannon fire at the exposed walkers. With a well-placed blaster fire and thermal detonators, Swift ATRT writing clones su- successfully take out the AATs. As Window and Clone Commander Ponds assess their losses, a rec- uh, recon droid transmits their conversation back to the separatist command center at Lisu, where Wat Tambor and tactical droid TA-175 listen in. TA-175 advises retreat, but Tambor won't have it. He will bunker within the city, drawing in his forces. So, Mike, a bit on Roth, you got Anakin in the sky, you got Obi-Wan on the ground, liberating cities. Now it's Mace's turn to liberate uh, the capital there Lesu. Uh, and Lesu. And I, we jump right into the action. In this one battle is on full force. Mace is in his own uh, form. He uses the force to push off a vehicle. Uh, and you know what? I've never been like a huge Mace Windu fan. But I'll tell you what, in in this episode, uh I really liked I re- really liked it. I mean, um, geez at the very beginning, we get we get the Shatterpoint tap, right? I mean, that's uh yep. what he does in that window. am I am I getting that right? Shatterpoint?
1: Yep, yeah, Shatterpoint. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So uh just just little tiny little nods like it happens super fast, but there it is right there. And it's um it's uh, like I said, I really enjoyed Mace in this, and there's a lot to, a lot, like, like you said, a lot to go through in this last episode. Yeah. But this opening, bam, it just hits you, and we're gone. We're going and we're in it. So, uh, any thoughts, Mike, or you want to keep going? No,
1: I'll keep going here. Uh, Windu and his squad of ATRTs go out in search of Cham Sindula, leader of the Twilight Resistance, for help. Uh, coming upon the blasted remains of battle droids, victims of a freedom fighter attack, Mace and clones Razor and Stack. Our surprise by Syndulla and his resistance fighter, who hold the trio at gunpoint. Syndulla has his fighters lead Mace, Stack, and Razor to their hideout, an underground lair hidden beneath the wreckage of a Separatist landing craft. Syndulla accuses the Republic of failing to send aid to Ryloth during the Separatist invasion. His people were forced to surrender and were rounded up for extermination by droid forces. So we get a little bit of, this is what I'm saying, the... the 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 conflict sort of coming from all sides, and yeah. uh, this is our first uh, instance of uh, a, a resistance cell within the Star Wars galaxy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, as we know, Cham Syndulla will eventually be leading uh, this resistance cell against the Empire. And uh, and there's there's a few moments later in the episode where he kind of he kind of brings that idea up. Um, and yeah. it's cool knowing that he shows up in Star Wars Rebels where this goes.
0: Yeah. Well, here's the thing, too. The clones um, They make point of this, that they've taken some heavy losses. They talk about the numbers uh, in these episodes. And, you know, here's here's Mace who suggests using Cham and his freedom fighters. And you know what? It's like they're like, well, wait a minute. How about we just get rid of reinforcements? And Yularen comes on saying, we don't have any more. <laughs> He's asking Palpatine yeah. and and it's like. We don't have any reinforcements. That's it. And it's like, whoa, this is getting serious. And Cham and and that's the reason that uh, he's he wants to use Cham and these freedom fighters. And Cham and Orn Ta, they're political rival, rivals before the war. And so there's no love loss between these two. So they're gonna fight it out a little bit here. But um yeah, just I it just kind of hits you right there. That's what's going on. There's just there's just not a lot of clones at this point, and at least Right now, with this liberty invasion, they just don't have anybody. So, mm-hmm. yeah. meanwhile, Republic ATTEs press forward under Commander Ponds' command, passing a peaceful Twi'lek village inhabited mostly by women and children. Ponds is stunned by a sudden attack of separatist hyena bombers that flattens the village. Ponds reports the devastation to General Windu, and their rebel hideout. News of the droid firebombing hits the Twi'lek fighters hard. Sindula does not fully trust the Republic, especially Twilight Senator Orn Freeta, but knows time is running out, and he agrees uh, to speak to uh, to um, with Orn Freeta. Uh, and, and here's the thing, too. Um, Dooku, he's he kind of shows up in this episode really quick, and he explains to Watt that he is to take the loss, and that might be... Actually, you know what? I'm going a little bit ahead of myself. Mike, uh, go ahead. Sure.
1: I... Uh, 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 back at Lesu, droids and Twi'lek, slaves, load Watt Tambor's shuttle full of stolen riches from Ryloth. Go- going against Dooku's orders, Tambor means to wait for more of the planet's plunder to be brought to him before leaving the city. Dooku plans to bomb the city from afar as Windu's forces infiltrate its defenses. Contacting Senator Ornfree by hologram, Syndulla and Mace come to an agreement. Ryloth will remain free of a Republic presence after its liberation in exchange for Sindula's refusal to seek political power. With the deal now in place, Sindula agrees to join Mace Windu against the Separatists. So that's that conversation I was talking about where uh, huh. uh, Cham says to, to Mace, How long before I'll be fighting you? And yeah. that's the interesting piece here is that, you know, obviously the Republic never leaves Ryloth and eventually subjugates them just as as much as the the droids were right
0: uh, yeah that was them. yeah sorry that was a yeah that was like a main point right there and i had kind of jotted that down too that that champ said that you know another occupation is not a free free ride so definitely and then i was just mentioning earlier um Dooku, he kind of comes on and explains to Watt that you know hey you know, you gotta take your losses to run you are no match for Mace Windu, and they, you know, they're going to use this thing for political gain. As far as the separatists, um, Tambor, he has the villages of unarmed Twi'leks bombed on on, on Dooku's orders, so mm-hmm. tending to show the galaxy the cost of a Republic victory. So, if they're not going to win this war or win this particular skirmish here, they're going to use that as a political. Uh, political gain for the uh, the separatists. So um, yeah, it's it's it just gets a little crazy here. The Twi'lek freedom fighters, mounted on swift and nimble blurgs, have merged with Mesa's uh, mechanized clone forces. Lesu is protected by steep canyons on all sides. A plasma bridge, which can, which can be deactivated within the city, is the only means of entering. Getting control of the bridge is key. Separatist tanks haul treasure up the winding road to the city. Mace, Stack, and Razor sneak up on the second of the two transports. Mace takes uh, takes out an escort and cuts his way into the transport with his lightsaber.
1: The battle droids activate the plasma bridge as the two transports make their way across the chasm. When droids scan an anomaly aboard the second transport, the hatch opens and Mace and his troops charge. The battle droids begin powering down the bridge. Mace uses the force to carry Stack and Razor safely to the other side, but he's caught in the middle. The bridge dissipates, and the transport falls into the canyon. In a superhuman feat of agility, Mace bounds off their plummeting hulls and uses the force to leap atop a nearby staff, using it to propel himself onto the city side of the crevice. A Great, great action sequence.
0: Yeah, I... I, I... The same thing i wrote down great sequence as mace uses the force to, to push the clones to the end of the bridge and then he, he uses his ac- acrobatic skills uh, as he fights his way over to that side of the uh, the bridge and, and i don't know if you remember but <coughs> during the sequence the sound uh mix goes quiet mm. um it's, it's almost like a it's almost like some dream state kind of thing it was almost like slow motiony but uh if you if you go back and watch it you'll notice in that one particular scene it just kind of the, the sound mix goes really super quiet and just mm-hmm. kind of the case uh, i believe it showcase uh mace and what he was able to do like i said he just kind of i've never been a huge mace fan but man he killed it in this uh particular episode here uh battle droids spill out of the citadel mace holds them off while stack and razor run inside to reactivate the bridge Cham orders the charge, and Republican and soldiers race across the battlefield to the city, trusting the bridge will appear in time. Stack and Razor blast their way into the bridge control room and turn the bridge back on just as Cham and Pawn's charging forces arrive, allowing them to enter the city.
1: <clears throat> uh, sorry, I'll continue here. Uh, TA175 no longer waits for Tambor and leaves aboard his shuttle without him. The droid reports Tambor's failure to Dooku, who orders the hyena bombers to destroy Lesu immediately. Mace cuts his way into the courtyard and holds Wat Tambor captive at lightsaber point. Rather than surrender, Wat Tambor resolves to perish in the incoming bombardment. Anakin Skywalker and Ahsoka Tano suddenly arrive in their starfighters and destroy the approaching hyena droids.
0: Uh, I'll finish it out here. Cham arrives in the courtyard with his forces and demands Wat Tambor's unconditional. Surrender, with no options, the separatist leader concedes, and Ryloth is free. So, Mike, uh, like I said in the beginning here, this is—I uh, don't know not exactly say this, but um, you know, this is like a cinematic trilogy for me. I think you mentioned it a little bit. It plays out that way, mm-hmm. um, plays out like a movie, and it's showcasing like—and you said this—it showcases Anakin, Obi-Wan, Ahsoka, Mace. You know, these are, this is big time stuff. The way, and the way this thing was animated, it was kind of, it gave me that, just that cinematic feel. Uh, you know, I had the celebration at the end. Um, and and obviously this was meant to be the end of this first season. It certainly plays that way. I know we get um, our episode next week, which was supposed to, which is actually a season two episode that they they kind of teased us with in the beginning, which was a kind of a cool way to introduce a new character. Yeah. But but yeah, no, I, this trilogy, wow! I mean, this one really wowed. I think, um, again, just the way it was animated and some of the shots they use, it, it just felt like you were watching uh, watching a movie. So, and, and showcasing our big heroes, and uh, just just a really solid, uh, really solid trilogy, especially in this first season where they're still trying to figure things out. But man, they certainly nailed it. Uh, with this, with this uh, trilogy. So, um, any uh, final thoughts?
1: No, I mean, I, yeah, I think that, uh, like I said earlier, this is this is our first real look at at a full campaign in the Clone Wars from start to finish, and yeah. uh, and I think that they do a really great job in this one of of pulling that off. Um, yeah, I, I I I enjoyed rewatching these episodes more than I thought I was going to. And I think I got way more out of them this time than the first any one. other time that I've watched them before. Especially that first episode. Mm-hmm. I'm f- finding those parallels to yeah. uh, to The Last Jedi. But just mm-hmm. the whole thing. Like I, I really felt like um, like these ones, of everything in season one, I think that these three episodes have aged the best. Um, of what we yeah. watched so far. I'm really excited to watch Hostage Crisis next week. Because it is such a great, I remember it as being such a great episode, Um, and and obviously the hopefully holds up. Yeah, so hopefully it holds up. But these episodes did more than hold up; they actually exceeded my memory of them, Um, yeah, and (laughs) and were a lot better than I even recalled. And and it's not like I thought that they were bad or had memories of them being bad. I was just kind of like, oh, cool, yeah, we get to the Ryloth trilogy. It's the end of season one. It season one ends with a because these were meant to be the season finale and then they decided to add hostage crisis which was actually the fourth episode of season two um right right, just to kind of tie it back into the movie and and bring it all kind of full circle and within season one and and on a slightly different note Mm -hmm. um and it really shows in the next episode with the with the animation quality and such but um but this storytelling in these three episodes i think is is some of the the best examples of of Clone Wars writing and I think like as I have been saying in the last few episodes it's really like sort of in the latter half of season one where they start to realize what Clone Wars is they start to to really figure out how to write these characters and and how to write these Star Wars stories and how to break down the original like the the concepts and sort of pacing of the, the films into episodic content. And this episode, mm-hmm. these three episodes, they do such a great job of that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I really, really like them.
0: Well, you mentioned the the writing too, and, and you have to give props to Henry Gilroy and, and Randy Stradley, uh, Scott Murphy, um, in the beginning with uh, George Christic. I mean, here's the thing too, like it's a trilogy, they play together, and you have what, Four different writers uh, working on on a trilogy, so man, I mean, just the cohesion there uh, really really works. So huge props to those guys for um, writing some 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 great stuff in and in a really good finale, or what was intended to be the finale of the of the first season. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but that, but we got one more uh, episode twenty two uh, next week, Mike, and the introduction of one of my favorite characters uh, in the Star Wars universe and um, talking hostage crisis next week uh, uh, to free crime Lords of the hut. Bounty hunters seize control of the Senate building and take hostages completely unaware at first that Jedi Knight Anakin Skywalker is still inside. So we're going to wrap up our uh, season one special edition with hostage crisis next week. Looking forward to that. Can't wait to get back into some Cad Bane. It's been a while since I've seen him. Um, and uh, looking forward to seeing uh, his introduction to Star Wars uh, next week. So, uh, yeah, we're on track for sure. for next week, right?
1: Yeah, we're all set yeah. for next week, and then we'll be closing it out. Um, and that'll be that will be our last episode of uh, Rebel Cells Clone Wars Special Edition. Um, We'll be recording that on August first, so like we're like just in time for the anniversary. So the actual anniversary of Clone Wars is on August fifteenth. That's when the movie originally came out in theaters. Um, so I don't know if we're gonna do something around then, but uh, mm-hmm. maybe stay tuned. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll come up with something. But I'm <laughs> looking forward to a couple of weeks off. Uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. We- I, uh, yeah, we've been going straight through But it's been it's been a lot of fun I've had a lot of fun revisiting these episodes um, But yeah, I, that's it For this one, thank you guys for listening As always, you can stay up to date with all the latest Star Wars animation news by heading to Rebels, re, sorry Rebelcells.com I have not been able to get that at all The last few episodes <laughs> I, yeah, Go to Rebelcells.com That's cell with one L uh, and uh, you can also follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Podcast, and on Twitter, at Rebels Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at ArkWolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F. And Matt is at The Crankster. That's crankster with a K. Uh, mm. Of course, you guys know we're part of the ThunderQuack Podcast Network. Head to ThunderQuack.com to check out all the other great podcasts in the network. And if you want to support us, you can do that two ways. First, by heading to store.thundercrack.com. Pick up some merch, whether it's a T-shirt or or a coffee mug or whatever you feel like. Uh, a lot of people supporting us over there lately, uh, which is great to see. Um, you know what, if you buy merch, do me a favor, send us a picture.
0: <laughs> tweet yeah, really. And, That'd be-
1: and yeah. And hit us up like uh, tweet at rebels podcast, tweet at thunder net. Um, and let us let like show us what you bought and, uh, and it getting used. Cause uh, I would love to see that. Um, and uh, the other way to support us is over on Patreon, Patreon.com/thunderquack. It's a monthly uh, subscription. Uh, patrons pledge their support, and uh, for their monthly pledge, they get some cool rewards like the exclusive Thunderquack podcast, which uh, Matt, myself, and Paul are going to be recording. Uh, I don't know if we're going to be recording it this week or, but we're recording. We're recording soon an exclusive oh, okay. Cobra Kai spoiler cast we're gonna get deep and delicious into some uh, <laughs> youtube red uh cobra kai um uh, the sequel series to the karate kid films um which i really enjoyed watching on youtube um and we're so that's a that's just a sample of what of what we do on the exclusive thundercrack podcast you can also get access to our facebook group as well as uh, early access to things like Irregularly Scheduled. Um, at higher levels, you get MP3 versions of our YouTube spoiler cast and other content. Um, so, yeah, lots of really great stuff over there, lots of exclusive stuff for uh, for our hardcore fans and supporters. We appreciate everybody who does pledge their support over at patreon.com thunderquack We couldn't do it without you guys. But that's it for this week's episode, and we'll be back next week for the episode Hostage Crisis. See you guys next week.